All right, everybody, it's on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crypt. We got a little bit of everything for you. We're going to preview game four of the NBA Finals. Can the Bucks even the series? We're going to go over the All-Star game and the home run derby. We had exciting baseball last couple days. And also, Pat Mahomes has a little choice words for Justin Herbert. Let's get this thing going. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. You know, in today's episode, we got a little basketball, a little football, a little baseball. It's been a while since we've, you know, had the main sports coming to you. You know, a lot of NBA finals is the focus right now for me. And, you know, this started to, yeah, some good baseball, you know, and also some football news. You know, we heard a lot of the same stories the last few months when it comes to football. Football season's just around the corner, so we're going to be gearing up on a lot of football talk coming up here. And But in today's episode, I'm actually going to start with some baseball. All-Star game, home run derby, was exciting. Hey, we need to show some love to baseball. We need to show some love to Shohei Otani. I mean, he's just tearing it up. <laughs> you know, in the All-Star game, we'll start with the All-Star game. American League won 5-2 over the National League. Otani became the first, you know, guy to lead off and pitch during the same game. So, uh, that was during this All-Star game. That was pretty impressive. Now, pitching-wise, of course, he only did one inning. He didn't strike anybody out. He didn't give up a hit either, though. He, he uh, retired all three batters he faced. He was 0 of 2 from the play, a couple ground outs, but um, very impressive. This guy is this insane, and he is like the face of baseball. He's a well-likable guy. You know, unlike Stephen A. Smith there at ESPN calling him out saying he can't be the face of, you know, baseball because he needs an interpreter still. But come on, man. The guy knows a little bit of English. He talks to his teammates. He's a well-likable guy. He plays the game the right way. He's been the utmost respectful human being you could possibly imagine. Like I'm actually going to tune in and watch more play by him. I haven't only, I've only caught in a couple games because, you know, they're out the West Coast time. They're in L.A. I'm on the East Coast, so I don't really get to see a whole lot of those games. But I'm actually going to make an effort now to watch a lot of Angels games and watch this guy play because it's very impressive to be a, a two-way player. You go out there and pitch and then you're leading off. You know, that's pretty impressive. And uh, sitting here with 32 home runs at the break, if the guy, you know, the guy's just been incredible. And a lot of young, incredible players in the MLB right now, like Vlad Guerrero Jr., who was the MVP of the All-Star game, Get a monster home run, home run, 468 feet. Fernando Tatis Jr. didn't even look. He was all mic'd up. He uh, he knew it as soon as the ball, <laughs> as soon as the bat hit the ball, it was gone. So a lot of great young talent out there. And, you know, Guerrero Jr., of course, you know, MVP with the two RBIs and that monster 468-foot home run. But let's jump into the uh, home run derby now. 
where Otani was in that too and had him going up against Juan Soto head to head. I like this format too. I like the format with the seedings. They place the players in the one through eight and they go uh, at it with each other. And whoever comes out advances to the next round. I love the format. I think the format's awesome. But yeah, two different tiebreakers. I tell you what. During this, watching the All-Star game and watching this home run derby, I was on the edge of my seat. I tuned in. I watched the whole thing. Like, I was tuned into my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat watching these guys play. And it's the first time I've probably done that in a while Come when it comes to the All-Star game in baseball. I found it way more entertaining than, say, the NBA All-Star game. It's way more entertaining than, you know, the Pro Bowl. So, baseball is winning in this department. But anyways, uh, Otani had... <laughs> Uh, and then the third or the second tiebreaker, I should say, that decided uh, Juan Soto hit three hits, three swings. That's how they uh, decided the tiebreaker. And he hit all three times he hit the home run. Otani's first swing in the second tiebreaker, uh, he just hit a little grounder out. So that's why Juan Soto advanced and, you know, ruined Otani's uh, chances there. But anyways, Pete Alonzo. He had a record 35 home runs in the first round. He went up against Trey Mancini in the final round to decide it all. And there's another great story. This is a guy, Trey Mancini, had cancer last year. He's a cancer survivor. He comes in a home run derby on this stage. Like, not very many people will get this opportunity. And then that is another incredible story. Like, we should be talking about this. Like, that is very... Incredible for him to be out there in the finals going up against the champion of last year because P. Alonzo won it last year. Um, P. Alonzo ended up winning this year too t- by 23 22, 23 to 22 <laughs> in the final round. And overall, I loved the all star game in the home run derby. I love the little getting the stars together, you know, seeing the young talent that we have and some great play. Something that you don't really see in the NBA and the NFL anymore when it comes to, you know, around the halfway point. So MLB, uh, I tell you what, they're winning in this department right now. They are really winning. And it's to touch a little bit more on Mancini. Like, he was in three stage three of colon cancer. He went through chemotherapy for six months. He missed all last year. He didn't play baseball at all. And did a six months of chemotherapy and you know the stage three colon cancer so he was out of baseball and he returned this year and like it's this a great story you know it's a great recovery cancer free he set up a foundation for it too as well and uh it's just a, a very heartwarming story if you really guys don't know who trey mancini is he's the uh First baseman, he plays outfield two for the Baltimore Orioles. So you can check him out. And uh, it's very, check out the home run derby. If you missed it, YouTube it. It was pretty damn impressive and exciting to to see. And uh, like I said, baseball is winning when it comes to the all-star, you know, celebrations. So it's a great story. And Pete Alonzo, man. 
That guy is scares me every time he hits the ball. It hurts myself every time he hits a home run. He's back-to-back champions. Now, Ken Griffey uh, gave him the trophy, so it's good to see Ken Griffey out there. That was one of my favorite ball players growing up, so that was good to see. But, uh, yeah, MLB All-Star is uh, beating, in my opinion, the NFL and NBA. Okay, now I want to hop into the next topic here. And we're going to get into what Pat Mahomes said about Justin Herbert. You know, they had a little golf tournament going on. Pat Mahomes was asked from one of those spectators in the crowd. Uh, you know, I don't—I forget exactly what the words that the uh, spectator yelled at him, but it was something in the nature of, what do you, what do you think about just, Justin Herbert? He's going to be scared of Justin Herbert or something in the realm of that. And his response was, I'll see it when I believe it. That was a big response by Pat Mahomes. So you got Justin Herbert's going to like take him over. It was something like Justin Herbert's going to like beat him out for MVP. That's going to be uh, in the discussion for MVP this year. You know, take over from the Kansas City Chiefs. So Pat Mahomes was like, "Yeah, I'll see you when I believe it." A little trash talk because you know all the uh, hecklers there were a bunch of Charger Raider fans. You know how they, you know how they do. So, anyways, well, at least my question. Who's going to have the better year? Who's going to have the better team? Pat Mahomes or Justin Herbert? And honestly, think I actually think this Charger team is going to surprise a lot of people. I expect big things out of Justin Herbert this year in this Charger team. The offensive line was a big problem last year. They've addressed it. They had a key free agents. They brought in... Uh, Corey Lindsey over from Green Bay. They drafted um, the kid out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater. So they've addressed a lot of key needs. They focused on the offensive line. You know, as did the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a big problem in the offensive line. We saw in the Super Bowl, right? So they went out and like pretty much bought their offensive lineman, made a big trade with Baltimore, bringing over their big tackle, Orlando Brown. So they have addressed their needs as well. But um, anyways, let's look, look at the stats of last year. Justin Herbert, he had 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, which was a rookie record, 10 picks. Mahomes was 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns, 6 picks. So kind of similar numbers there um, for these two quarterbacks. And this division is going to be hot, especially if rumors – do come true of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver. You're going to be a stacked division in terms of quarterbacks. And um, But back to the question, who's going to have the better year? I believe it's going to be Justin Herbert. I really like this Charger team. The Super Bowl is in L.A. You know how the Super Bowl was in Tampa last year? Tom Brady, it was just meant to happen, right? Tom Brady goes to Tampa, Super Bowl's in Tampa. First ever team actually hosting the Super Bowl, playing at home, and they win. I think something similar is going to happen in L.A. I think we could possibly see an L.A. versus L.A. showdown in the Super Bowl. Chargers and Rams. I think that's a high possibility. Call me crazy. That's just what I think. But I really like Justin Herbert and this Charger team. I like a little smack talk, too. Why? You know, Pat Mahomes apologized for it, too. Oh, I respect, respect him as a player, you know, but... Why can't you smack talk? Why does everybody got to apologize for having a little, you know, trash talk? 
Like, who cares, man? You guys are going up against each other. You know, trash talking's a must. You're not going to say, hey, I really like the guy. He throws the ball really well. He plays well on, you know, play action. He gets the ball down the field to, you know, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. You know, he knows what he's doing. He protects himself well and blah, blah, blah. Like, why would I say that about my competitor? I'm like, yo, man, I'm going to go out there and beat him. That's just the mentality I've always had. But um, I really like this Chargers team. They're actually my they're my Super Bowl pick in the AFC. Yes, they're my Super Bowl pick in the AFC. I said it here first. I'm picking the Chargers to come out of the AFC. So that's my prediction. That's how highly I am on this team. Because I think this they had a great offense and defense. They're getting a lot of guys back. Derwin James comes back. We'll see how he is when he gets uh. Healthy, we know he's had significant, you know, knee injuries and whatnot. But he comes back at the defensive side of the ball. You get Bosa back. You get a lot of key um, guys back on the defensive side of the ball, too. So I really like this Charger team. And I think Justin Herbert is going to surprise everybody and surprises Kansas City Chiefs and specifically surprise Pat Mahomes because this quote, I'll see it when I believe it. Okay, and then when Justin Herbert does it to you, you better believe it. He's going to have to because it's going to happen. I'm remembering this quote, and I'm going to, towards the end of the season, I'm going to keep reminding people even halfway through, we can get a few games in. I remember that quote. Oh, yeah. Justin Herbert's going for that MVP this year. Chargers are going for that AFC crown. I predict that. All right, let's jump now into this NBA Finals Game 4 preview. The Bucks and the Suns. Bucks got a huge win in Game 3. They blew the Suns out. You know, home field or home court advantage. This is they so used to saying home field. Home court advantage in this series means a lot. I really do think that is. Milwaukee plays so much better at home. Phoenix plays so much better at home. And it's, it's the role players. Role players seem to always play better at home than they do on the road. But one of the glaring facts that came out of Game 3 was Devin Booker only getting 10 points and just struggling from the field. He had one of his worst games in the playoffs, and he sat out the whole fourth quarter. Maya Williams told him not to go back in. He pretty much benched him. And that led to a whole little debate after the games, too. And my thoughts on that was just basically like, I would have put him in maybe the first two, three minutes and see how things went instead of just having him sit the whole fourth. But the vibe of the game, he just didn't have it. And the way Milwaukee was just owning the paint, especially Giannis, he was just getting in the paint out well. They tried to go small on him and it didn't, it backfired. It backfired really bad when they went small and Giannis was just torching them in the paint. And um, of course, the role players didn't play as well up to par. Bridges struggled. Campaign struggled. DeAndre Ayton was in foul trouble the whole game. That's what really kind of messed it up their whole strategy because that's why they had to go small because um, Jarrix is out with that big injury. So they don't want Frank Kaminsky, you know, getting a lot of minutes. <laughs> and that is uh, something in game four tonight that Monty Williams is going to have to adjust. And DeAndre Ayton cannot get into foul trouble. He can't do it. 
That is the key factor in tonight's game. You got to keep Giannis out of the paint. DeAndre Ayton has to stay out of foul trouble. Those are the two focuses that need to happen in tonight's game. We're going to get into this crumble or show up segment here in just a second because I got some surprises for y'all. But, uh, <laughs> but that is the big factors going into tonight's game. Now, can the Bucks pull this off? I think they have a shot at pulling this off, and I would not be surprised if they did. But what Milwaukee team are we going to get? Are we going to get the one we saw in Game 3? Or are we going to get this one we saw in Game 1? They're so up and down, and it's been that way all year. This is the finals. We can't. They can't afford to have like these mediocre games where they just start selling for three-pointers, not getting the ball inside, playing lack of days cool on defense, and just giving up. Because do you really think Devin Booker is going to have another horrible game? I highly doubt it. And Chris Milton's got to, you know, get his game going. He struggled in game three, but Giannis was just dominating. If Drew Holiday has played some pretty good defense too for the Bucks, but that big factors for the Suns, for them to win this game, Aiton has to stay out of foul trouble. They have to try and control the paint somehow, some way, and get Giannis out of it. The one of the other key things is they have to get to the free throw line. Giannis shot more free throws in game uh, three than the entire Suns team did. Remember in game one, I think it was game one when Devin Booker shot more free throws than the Bucks team? You know, I th <laughs> that's just the way the NBA works. The Stars get more fouls, you know, at home. So we'll see how the referees kind of manage this game going into it tonight in game four. If he's going to get those calls or if he's not. Because that's a big factor in it as well. So, who do I got tonight in today's game? I'm going to go with... Damn, I kind of want to go with Milwaukee. Because I think they can really put the pressure on and go 2-2. But I just not trust them. Because I think this is Chris Paul's year. And I can't imagine Devin Booker struggling for a second game in a row. He's kind of struggled since the whole broken nose thing, and he wore the mask for a few games. He's kind of struggled, you know, shooting since then. But I can't imagine him having another, like, 10-point game here in the NBA Finals. I can't see it. I see the Suns winning a closer one tonight in Game 4 and taking the series back to Phoenix up 3-1. to one. <laughs> It's time for that crumble or show up statement. Here we go. Crumble or show up. We're going to start with CP3, the Phoenix Suns. He's going to crumble or show up. He had 19 points, 9 assists last game. Of course, in the loss, he's going to crumble or show up this game. I expect CP3 to show up this time and use his leadership and propel these Phoenix Suns team to a game for a victory, heading back to Phoenix up 3-1. So Chris Paul, show up. Now let's head over to Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Is he going to show up or is he going to crumble in game four? I expect Giannis to show up. Giannis is going to show up in game four. I expect it. I expect him to have another pretty big stat line. I don't see him 
getting that 40 plus points like say Michael Jordan did against the Phoenix Suns back in what was it 93 that's what he's going for right now I don't see that but I do see him showing up again tonight at home and that is why he's going to show up because he's at home he was in Phoenix be a different story but tonight Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to show up back on the Phoenix side Devin Booker he Struggled so bad in game four. Is he going to crumble or show up? This is the only one I think I got wrong last time. I expected him to show up, and he didn't show up. So I'm going to say he's going to show up this time too because there's no way he's going to have another miserable shooting night from the floor. I can't see Devin Booker crumbling for two games in a row. They had a little another basically three days off before this game. Get his mind right. I think he's going to show up. Now back to Milwaukee's side of the ball. Chris Middleton. This is another guy that's been struggling lately. He hasn't really had that big time game since Giannis has come back into the lineup. But I'm going to say this. I expect Chris Middleton in this game to show up. I expect a big game. He's been struggling shooting the ball lately. Um, but... In this one, I think he gets going, gets a shot going, and him and Giannis kind of do that one-two tandem and trying to get the Bucks to win tonight. I expect Chris Milton at least get 25 tonight. Minimum 25-plus is what Milton I was strive for him to get. I think he's going to get that tonight. And a good shooting performance, and you know, I expect him to show up. Crumble or show up. Let's head back on the Phoenix side of the ball. Who's going to be next? DeAndre Ayton. Can he play more than 20 minutes this game? Stay on the court. Stay out of foul trouble. I expect him to show up tonight too. I can't see him crumbling. I think he's going to get another double-double tonight. You know, stay effective. Be on the floor more than 20 minutes. You know, help get Giannis out of the paint just enough. You know, so to secure the win. So I'm going to say DeAndre Ayton shows up. Let's get back over. Let's finish off the big three. Now Milwaukee. Drew Holiday. You know, he's been playing some good defense. He's He started off a little, show, a little slow shooting the ball in game three. But I think game four, is he going to come or show up? I think this is where it's going to happen. Drew Holiday tonight's going to crumble. He's my crumble for tonight. So I think Chris Middleton's going to have the better game. You know, last time they were flipped, this time Drew Holiday's going to struggle. Devin Booker's going to be getting a shot. CP3 is going to be getting a shot tonight. They're going to have a little better offensive flow. They're from Phoenix, and Drew Holiday is going to struggle to be getting his, and I expect him to crumble tonight. All right, now that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we're available on all streaming platforms. You name it, we're on it. You can even do it right on the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com. You can check out the sports blogs and the merchandise store there as well. Remember, it's July 25 is the promo code to receive 25% off all merch in the merchandising store right on the website. It's still going on, still active. Promo code July 25. So be sure to check advantage of that. And check us out on social media. Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Feel the Heat Entertainment it is. 
Thank you all again for joining me here. You all have a blessed day. Peace out.